0: Israel protests protests swell on eve of key judicial vote that has split Israel. Isabel Kirshner, the Israeli military's chief of staff, Lieutenant General Hersey Halavi, has issued an extraordinary public letter calling on the thousands of reservists who have declared that they will no longer volunteer for service if the legislation is approved to differentiate between civilian protest and security service and to report for duty. Warning of dangerous cracks, should politics be allowed to split the ranks, he added, if we are not going to be a strong and cohesive army. If the best people do not serve in the military, we will not be able to continue to exist as a state in the region. Aaron Boxerman Aaron Boxerman Aaron Boxerman Isabel Kirshner Isabel Kirshner Isabel Kirshner Thousands of demonstrators were camped outside Israel's parliament on Sunday as lawmakers debated a key part of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's plan to overhaul the judiciary, a proposal that has sparked perhaps the country's gravest domestic crisis since its founding 75 years ago. Talks were ongoing to reach an eleventh-hour compromise over the judicial dispute which centers on Mr. Netanyahu's plan to limit the ways in which the Supreme Court can overturn government decisions. But for now, lawmakers are expected to hold a binding vote on the law on Monday in Parliament, where Mr. Netanyahu's far-right and religiously conservative ruling coalition holds a four-seat majority. Adding to the uncertainty, Mr. Netanyahu was rushed to the hospital early Sunday for an emergency procedure to implant a heart pacemaker. The prime minister was doing very well after the unexpected procedure, his doctors said. He was expected to stay in the hospital until at least Monday and his weekly cabinet meeting was delayed. Here is what you need to know. On Saturday evening, a miles-long column of demonstrators opposed to the judicial plan marched into Jerusalem in the searing heat, turning the main road to the city into a sea of blue and white Israeli flags, reflecting the intensity of the political crisis that has sparked 29 straight weeks of demonstrations. The country's largest union, the Histadrit, was holding emergency meetings, sparking speculation that it could call a general strike similar to one earlier this year and a group representing military reservists said that about 10,000 Israelis have declared that they would stop showing up for reserve duty if the judicial law is passed. Supporters of the law describe it as a boon for democracy that would restore the balance of power between elected lawmakers and unelected judges. Pro-government demonstrators are expected to hold a major rally in Tel Aviv on Sunday evening. July 23, 2023, 6.13 a.m. Eastern Time July 23, 2023, 6.13 a.m. Eastern Time The Israeli military's chief of staff, Lt. Gen. Herzi Halavi, has issued an extraordinary public letter calling on the thousands of reservists who have declared that they will no longer volunteer for service if the legislation is approved to differentiate between civilian protest and security service and to report for duty. Warning of dangerous cracks should politics be allowed to split the ranks he added if we are not going to be a strong and cohesive army if the best people do not serve in the military we will not be able to continue to exist as a state in the region Hashtag #n/a The Israeli military's chief of staff, Lieutenant General Herzi Halavai, has issued an extraordinary public letter calling on the thousands of reservists who have declared that they will not volunteer for service if the legislation is passed to differentiate between civilian protest and security service and to report for duty. He described dangerous cracks in the military ranks as an existential crisis for Israel, saying, if we are not going to be a strong and cohesive army, if the best people do not serve in the military, we will not be able to continue to exist as a state in the region. Speaking in parliament, Simcha Rothman, a lawmaker in Netanyahu's governing coalition, said the judicial plan would make Israel democratic again. Rothman, who has spearheaded the legislation, said the protesters camped outside parliament were bitter over losing power in last November's elections, leading them to take to the streets to oppose the people's decision. Protests over Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's proposed plan to weaken Israel's judiciary are again sweeping major cities across the country on Sunday, with thousands of people camping outside parliament. Mr. Netanyahu's coalition has, pledged, to pass the first part of the overhaul, curbing the court's ability to strike down some government decisions, by Monday. Here's what to expect before the vote. Parliament Debates Israel's Parliament, or Knesset, has kicked off a session that could last 24 hours to debate the proposal. Politicians from the ruling coalition are arguing that the bill will enhance democracy, while the opposition is casting it as a slide toward authoritarianism. Opposition Demonstrations Demonstrators against Mr. Netanyahu's overhaul are continuing to rally across the country after tens of thousands joined a march from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem on Saturday. Some have set up a tent city near the Knesset, where they plan to remain while lawmakers vote. The main protest there is planned for 7 p.m. on Sunday, organizers said. Pro government rally Those backing Mr. Netanyahu's plan are expected to gather in Tel Aviv at around 6 p.m. for a mass demonstration supporting the bill. Although Mr. Netanyahu's coalition has rarely mustered the numbers its opponents have brought into the streets on a weekly basis, a major right wing rally backing the overhaul in March drew hundreds of thousands. Labor and business The country's main union, the Histadrit, and the main Business Association have both called for a last-minute compromise. Without it, the organizations warned their leaders would convene at 4 p.m. to discuss further action. In March, the Histadrit announced a nationwide strike, closing schools, shuttering government offices and grounding flights, to oppose the overhaul. Opposition leader Yair Lapid has just given a speech in parliament in which he accused Prime Minister Netanyahu's coalition of pushing Israel toward authoritarianism with its judicial bill. He made a last-minute call to return to talks to stop this catastrophe, stop the collapse, stop an extremist minority from taking power over the majority of Israelis. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel was rushed to the hospital early Sunday for surgery to implant a heart pacemaker, casting new uncertainty over his government's deeply contentious plan to pass a law on Monday to limit judicial power. Doctors at the Sheba Medical Center, east of Tel Aviv, said on Sunday morning that the unexpected procedure had been successful and that the prime minister is doing very well. But Mr. Netanyahu was expected to remain hospitalised until at least Monday, a spokesman for the hospital said. The government's weekly cabinet meeting, originally scheduled for Sunday morning, was postponed until Monday, and it was unclear whether a vote in parliament over the judicial overhaul would proceed on Monday as planned. Mr. Netanyahu's surgery came amid what many consider to be Israel's gravest domestic crisis since its founding 75 years ago. The prime minister was hospitalized hours after an unusual surge in street protests, threats of labor strikes and warnings from thousands of military reservists that they would refuse to volunteer for military duty if the judicial overhaul goes ahead. Nevertheless, Mr. Netanyahu's government appeared determined to press on with the plan on Sunday, even after his hospitalization. On Sunday morning, Parliament began a debate ahead of a final vote on a bill that would prevent the Supreme Court from using the grounds of reasonableness to strike down government decisions or appointments. The debate was expected to last 26 hours. Before the debate began, thousands of people gathered at the Western Wall, a Jewish holy site in Jerusalem's Old City, and held a mass prayer for national unity while public figures made last-ditch efforts to persuade the government to reach some consensus over the bill with the opposition. But the political fissure only deepened as Mr. Netanyahu's allies declared that the legislation would be passed with or without agreement. And more large street protests, both for and against the judicial overhaul, were planned later in the day. The turmoil has heaped pressure on Mr. Netanyahu. A group of former army chiefs, police commissioners, and intelligence agency directors accused him on Saturday night of dividing the country and endangering its security by advancing the judicial overhaul plan. Mr. Netanyahu's government wants to limit the ways in which the Supreme Court can overrule government decisions. The prime minister has said the plan would improve democracy by giving elected lawmakers greater autonomy from unelected judges. But opponents say it will remove a key check on government overreach in a country that lacks a formal constitution and allow Mr. Netanyahu's far right ruling coalition, the most ultra conservative and ultra nationalist in Israeli history, to create a less pluralist society. Critics also fear that Mr. Netanyahu, who is currently standing trial for corruption, might take advantage of a weakened Supreme Court to push through other changes that might undermine his prosecution. Mr. Netanyahu denies both the corruption charges and any claim that he would use his position to disrupt the trial. Demonstrations against the overhaul entered their 29th straight week on Saturday night as tens of thousands marched into Jerusalem from the mountains outside the city, blocking parts of a major highway with a sea of blue and white Israeli flags. Some had been trekking for five days after setting out from Tel Aviv, some 40 miles away, on Tuesday night. Protesters have also set up a tent city in a park below the parliament building in Jerusalem. After a late-night emergency meeting, the country's main labor union said it was considering a general strike, in rare coordination with the country's largest alliance of business leaders. And a group representing 10,000 military reservists said its members would resign from military duty if the overhaul goes ahead without social consensus, adding their names to a smaller group of 1,000 Air Force reservists who made a similar threat on Friday. The reservist's warnings have led to fears within the defense establishment about Israel's military readiness. The Israel Defense Forces, or IDF, are heavily reliant on reservists, particularly the Air Force. Citing these fears, a group of 15 retired army chiefs, former police commissioners and former directors of the foreign and domestic intelligence agencies wrote a public letter to Mr. Netanyahu on Saturday night, calling him the person directly responsible for the serious damage to the IDF and Israel's security. Hours later, the prime minister began experiencing an irregularity in his heart. It was detected by a heart-monitoring device fitted at Sheba less than a week ago, after, Mr. Netanyahu was rushed to the hospital, following what one of the doctors at the hospital described on Sunday as a fainting episode. At the time, Mr. Netanyahu's office said he had experienced mild dizziness, and the doctors said he was suffering from dehydration after being out in the sun during a heat wave but he was kept in the hospital overnight underwent tests in the cardiac department and left with an implanted heart monitor https://www.nytimes.com/2023/07/16/world/middle-east/israel-netanyahu-hospital.html the data from the device was An indication for urgent pacemaker implantation, according to Professor Roy Biennard, the director of Sheba's Department of Rhythm Disturbances and Pacing. Pacemakers are usually inserted into the chest area through a small incision and are designed to regulate a person's heartbeat and prevent problems that could end in cardiac arrest. Small pacemakers can also be fitted without a chest incision and with a minimally invasive procedure. Gabby Sobelman contributed reporting from Rehovot, Israel. A miles-long column of anti-government demonstrators marched into Jerusalem on Saturday evening, turning the main road to the city into a sea of blue and white Israeli flags to protest the far-right government's plan to limit judicial power. In temperatures that were at times close to 100 degrees Fahrenheit, hundreds of the demonstrators had been marching since Tuesday night from Tel Aviv, a coastal city roughly 40 miles away, and had camped for four nights along the route. Many more joined them on subsequent days, and by Saturday the number of marchers had swelled to at least 20,000, despite the scorching heat. By the time the march reached the outskirts of Jerusalem on Saturday, the marchers were walking ten abreast, forcing cars into a single lane of traffic. The column stretched for at least two miles and included people in motorized wheelchairs and at least one person on crutches. Have you ever seen anything like this? said Ilana Halsman, 65, a protester from Tel Aviv who had joined the march for its last leg on Saturday. I think this is the only place to be right now, said Ms. Halsman. Not at the beach and not in the air conditioning. Here you see the people of Israel at their best. It's terribly hot, but they are marching on. The unusual spectacle reflected the intensity of emotion coursing through Israeli society this weekend as the ruling coalition prepares to pass a law in the coming days that would limit the ways in which the Supreme Court can overturn government decisions. The country's largest union, the Histadrit, announced Saturday night that it was holding an emergency meeting in response to the government's plan amid speculation that it could call a general strike. A tense city sprang up in a Jerusalem park below the parliament building as some of the protesters who had marched to the city settled in for what could be more stormy days of protest ahead. Hundreds of thousands of other protesters simultaneously held rallies in scores of cities across the country for a 29th consecutive week. A group representing military reservists from all branches of the army announced that about 10,000 Israelis have declared that they would stop showing up for reserve duty if the law was passed. In addition to more than 1,000 Air Force members who made similar threats in recent days. https wwwnewyorktimescom 2023 7 21 world slash israel judicial plan reservists html And a group of former senior Israeli security leaders released a joint letter calling on Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to postpone a vote on the law unless it was revised by consensus, citing the reservists' protests and the resulting risks to Israel's military capacity. Signing the letter were three former military chiefs, five former heads of the Mossad, Israel's Foreign Intelligence Service, three former directors of the Shin Bet, the Internal Security Agency, and four former police commissioners. Adding to the uncertainty Sunday, Mr. Netanyahu was taken to the hospital to have a pacemaker implanted during a procedure in which he would be placed under sedation, his office said. Negotiations to reach an 11th-hour compromise over the judicial dispute are still underway and could result in the plan being watered down or postponed. But for now, lawmakers are expected to hold a binding vote on the law on Monday in Parliament, where the ruling coalition has a four-seat majority. The law would prevent the court from overruling the national government using the legal standard of reasonableness, a concept that judges previously used to block ministerial appointments and to contest planning decisions, among other government measures. The government and its supporters say that the new legislation will improve democracy by restoring the balance of power between elected lawmakers and unelected judges and giving lawmakers greater freedom to implement the policies that the majority of voters chose at the ballot box. The proper balance between the authorities has been disturbed over the past decades, Mr. Netanyahu said in a speech Thursday. This balance must be restored so that the democratic choice of the people may find expression by the government that was elected by the people. The court could still use other legal standards to oppose government decisions. But large parts of the country, including the marchers on Saturday, say the legislation undermines democracy because it will remove a key check on government overreach. They say that this might allow the government, the most ultra-nationalist and ultra-conservative in Israeli history, to build a much less pluralist society. We're marching because the government, to make a long story short, is trying to turn us into a dictatorship," said Navitz Silberstein, 31, shortly after having reached the top of the steep hills west of Jerusalem on Friday evening. We won't live in a country where the government has too much power over us, Mr. Silberstein added, his shirt drenched in sweat after walking for hours in the sun. This disagreement is part of a much wider and long-running social dispute about the nature and future of Israeli society. The ruling coalition and its base generally have a more religious and conservative vision and see the court as an obstacle to that goal. The opposition tends to have a more secular and diverse vision and consider the court as a standard-bearer for its cause. Some protesters fear that the legislation will make it easier for the government to enforce ultra-Orthodox Jewish practice on public life, for example by forcing shops to close on the Sabbath or enforcing gender segregation in public spaces. Others fear the law would make it easier for government leaders to get away with corruption or for Mr. Netanyahu, who is currently on trial for bribery and fraud, to escape punishment, a claim he strongly denies. The fear is that our country won't look like it looks today," Ms. Halsman said of the judicial overhaul plan. Similar mass protests in March prompted the government to suspend, at least for now, other planned judicial changes. One of the suspended plans would have allowed Parliament to overrule the court's decisions, another would have given the government more sway over who gets to be a Supreme Court justice. Israel is bitterly divided over a contentious plan by the right wing government of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to overhaul the judiciary. Mr. Netanyahu has moved forward again with an important piece of the bill after a three month hiatus during which the government and the opposition failed to reach a compromise. That set off a new wave of mass protests in Israel. On Sunday, the parliament began debating the legislation before a final vote scheduled for Monday. The opposition does not have the votes in parliament to sink the plan. Mr. Netanyahu and his allies say they want to give elected officials more power and reduce the sway of unelected Supreme Court judges, who they say are overstepping their authority. The government originally tried to increase its control over the selection of Supreme Court judges, restrict the court's ability to override parliament and give the legislature the right to override the court. Mr. Netanyahu suspended those efforts, in March, after a wave of strikes and protests shut down parts of the country, business leaders began to divest from the Israeli economy and a growing number of reserve soldiers said they would refuse to volunteer for duty. The government has for now scaled back the overhaul and is currently seeking to stop Supreme Court judges from using the concept of reasonableness to countermand decisions by lawmakers and ministers. The government and its backers say that reasonableness is too vague a concept and one never codified in Israeli law. The Supreme Court angered the government this year when some of its judges used the tool to bar Aryeh Duri, a veteran ultra-Orthodox politician, from serving in Mr. Netanyahu's cabinet. They said it was unreasonable to appoint Mr. Dury because he had recently been convicted of tax fraud. Critics of the overhaul say that it would undermine a pillar of Israel's democracy and is an effort by the government to seize more power for itself. They also say that the government, untrammeled by the reasonableness standard, might find it easier to end the prosecution of Mr. Netanyahu, who is, on trial on corruption charges https colon slash slash times.com slash two zero two two slash one one slash zero three slash world slash middle east slash netanyahu dash corruption dash charges dash israel html some warn that the government would have more freedom to replace the Attorney General, Gali Baharov Mayera, who is overseeing Mr. Netanyahu's prosecution. Critics also fear that the changes might allow the government, the most right-wing and religiously conservative in Israeli history, to restrict civil liberties or undermine secular aspects of Israeli society.